G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Today we are counting down the top 12 fantasy basketball players. Who should you pick in your first round for points leagues? Let's go! Talking about G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. Counting down, we're going to give you guys a snapshot of who I think should be going in the first round of Fantasy Basketball drafts for points leagues. Now, I'm trying to kind of lump all the uh, points leagues. This is kind of an amalgam- amalgamation of Yahoo points and ESPN points leagues. There is some slight differences, but I don't think there's too much of a difference here. But I will point out exactly where I think there is maybe a dramatic difference in either of the two formats. Most of them do line up fairly comfortably here, but we'll discuss where the differences lie in a second when we go through these ones here. If you have it already and you're looking for my thoughts on the first round players for category leagues, I've done a video on that already. You can go and check that one out. Um, I'll put it up here somewhere. Um, so go and check that one out there, guys. But we're going to be going deep diving into points league. So make sure, again, really appreciate it, guys. If you give this video a big thumbs up if you're enjoying the fantasy basketball content. If you've got drafts coming up this weekend, make sure you subscribe or, or in the next few weekends, make sure you subscribe because we're going to be pumping out so much fantasy basketball content up until the NBA tip-off and into the NBA season. So, yep, make sure you subscribe. Number one player, again... I'm not going to shock the world with this one, but by far the locked-in number one player for both Yahoo and ESPN points leagues, I think, should be Nikola Jokic. If I was to give an argument on Yahoo points leagues, I could make a small argument for someone like an Embiid or Luka. I definitely could say that those guys are in contention for the number one pick. In a ESPN points leagues, there is no competition. In ESPN points leagues, they value a little bit more efficiency, and Jokic absolutely crushes it in that department. So he is by far and away the top pick in an ESPN points leagues. In a Yahoo points league, it's it is much closer between those sort of top three to four guys. Um, but I still think that Jokic is the most reliable. He's the safest. He's the most durable of the three as well. There's no change really to his team and his role from last season. So. I think you just pick him and you lock down a center that's going to just dominate fantasy points per game and you can get maybe your guards and forwards later. So I think he averaged um, close to 55 points or 57 fantasy points last year. I think he's going to do um, the same. Maybe a slight drop in his assists because they were at a career high last year. But again... We're not really worried too much about that. I think you're going to pretty much get what you got last season for someone like a Nikola Jokic. Let's go to number two. And again, this is where things might differ a little bit here. But at number two, we've got 
Luka Doncic, who I believe should be the number two player. He is not projected to be the top player in a Yahoo fantasy points. He's slightly behind the guy I've got number three, but I do just feel more confident in his, in his durability, in his role. He is going to be the number one guy for the Dallas Mavericks. Everything goes through Luka. He gets points, he gets rebounds, he gets assists. His steals have come up. He's just super, super reliable. A um, little bit of a slight concern with Kyrie Irving joining the team last year. We did see a drop in his assist numbers last year. So compared to what he averaged last year, I expect maybe it to take a tiny, tiny step back, maybe one or two fantasy points per game back from last season um, because we haven't seen that kyrie Luca pairing shape out for the entire year. I do also think that they're a little bit deeper this season, the Dallas Mavericks are. So there's just a few more changing pieces over there, which makes uh, Luca number two and not number one in a Yahoo points leagues. Um, in an ESPN points league scenario, he definitely is the guy at number two here. I think even in my projections, he is he comes out on top of that scenario there as well. So I think he is the guy at number two here, ahead of the next guy that I've got at number three, which is Joel Embiid. So in a points league, I think this is the end of what I would call the first tier in both ESPN and Yahoo. All three of these guys, Jokic in a tier of his own on ESPN. On Yahoo, these guys are all in their own tier. I've kind of ranked them just based on what I feel in terms of safety and reliability week to week. So I think Joel Embiid of those three probably is the most risky. You can talk about you know previous injury concerns. You can talk about um, you know MVP hangovers. You've got the James Harden situation. There's, there's a few more just X factors going on there. There's a few more variables, and I like to limit the amount of variables as much as possible. When especially if I'm picking my first player in the fantasy draft, so that's why I've ranked them in that order. But I do think. In Yahoo points especially, these guys are in a tier on their own, far ahead of everyone else, and I think these should be the top three. You might argue in a different order, but they should be the number, the, the top three coming off the board in all fantasy basketball uh, points league drafts, in my opinion. So this is where it gets a little bit interesting. At number three, I still have Giannis Antetokounmpo, even with Damian Lillard coming across. I have reduced Giannis's points per game, his assists per game a little bit this season, but I still think he's going to get huge rebound numbers. He's going to hopefully see an increase to his steals and blocks, which doesn't elevate his fantasy points per game too much, but it just takes the sting out a little bit from that drop in points per game, uh, in my opinion. So he's sort of like a tier below those uh, other players ahead of him. Probably more confident him in being in this spot on a Yahoo points leagues. I could argue another player in a ESPN point points leagues at this point, and we'll get to him in a second when we get over to his ranking. But I think Giannis, again, you worry a little bit about the knee and games missed and things like that. But again, a lot of these players in this type of range miss a fair few games. So he's going to be the start of this next tier of the probably the next... Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six players. I think I could all clump in a bit of a tier group here um, after the top three. So basically four to pick nine. I think there's a bit of a clump of guys. So if you're really worried about his knee, if you're really worried about Damian Lillard reducing his fantasy points, I, I could listen to an argument about him coming down. But as far as my projections go, in a Yahoo point setting, he is the... Only he and one other player cracks 50 points per game, um, which is, again, about a two, two or three points behind those top three guys. But again, you do have to worry about his missed games, which I think he's probably a, a bet for 60 to 65 games this season. 
Um, so just keep that in mind when you're drafting a player like Giannis, who we kind of have this idea of being a super durable player, and he hasn't had any major injuries that put him on the shelf for a long time, but he is still constantly managing this knee degenerative issue, which, again, will just limit his overall uh, games played this season. At number five, I have Anthony Davis. Again, another player who, again, you could think about him being quite injury-prone. Um, he put up... Not, I wouldn't say a healthy season last season, but a healthier season where he played a lot of games. He missed a decent chunk of games because of a particular injury. I can't remember off the top of my head what injury it was, but he came back and, and basically did his thing. He's the last player on my board for Yahoo points that I expect to average more than 50 fantasy points per game. There is one other player on an ESPN point system that will, I think, average more than 50 points. Um, so I would actually, in ESPN points, have uh, Anthony Davis ranked at six. So if you're on ESPN, I think Davis falls a spot because another guy jumps up ahead of him, and we'll discuss him soon. Um, but I think that Anthony Davis, again, you take into account the missed games, but if we compare him to the next guy ahead of him, I still think he clears the next player on the list by about three fantasy points per game. His situation is very similar to last year. I have reduced my expectations for his rebounding numbers. He soared up to 12.5 rebounds per game. I've got that back at 11.5 this season. So I've taken into a bit of risk with that associate. But if he puts up 12.5 rebounds again, he could be someone that matches someone like a Giannis in, in that situation. But again, if I'm comparing him and Giannis in terms of risk profile, I still probably think that Giannis is the less risky player. But Anthony Davis is just a beast when it comes to points leagues. Um, Of course, talking about risk profiles, and again, he's in this group of about five or six guys. You could slide him back a little bit, but if we're just projecting the fantasy points per game, I think he is clearly a top five or six option. At number six, I have the very steady Jason Tatum. Um, You could argue to take him as high as number four if you're really worried about those other two guys um, and their injury proneness and durability. I would definitely listen to that argument, but I do think on a per-game basis, he will fall short of those guys. You've got um, Chris Dumps, Porzingis, Andrew Holiday entering this team. Um, So I do think that his scoring takes a small hit. Um, I thought that his assists might rise after losing Marcus Smart, but now that Drew Holiday comes back in, I've got them basically staying the same. So I think he'll pretty much do what he did last year with a marginal step back in scoring. I don't think he averages 30 points per game this year. I've got him more at sort of 28 to 29 points per game, which just shaves a little bit off his uh, fantasy points. But again, of everyone in the first round, he's probably one of the most durable. He's a young player. He plays a lot of games, and they're going to need him to play a lot of games for the Celtics team, who has a big question mark when it comes to their depth. So I think he's a very safe player, and if safety is the name of the game for your strategy in fantasy leagues and you want to take him as high as four, I wouldn't argue. For my rankings, I've got him at number six. The next guy here at number seven is Shea Gildress-Alexander. Again, a young player, so I think durability, you hope that it's pretty decent. I have him falling back a little bit compared to last year. I just think a little bit of the scoring block and assist numbers just scale back a tiny bit. Maybe the rebounds as well with Chet coming into the mix, but he is someone that does feel quite safe. Um, So I've got him at number seven here on a points league. Nothing too crazy that I expect to change from last year. Um, I just, again, a little bit skeptical about the amount of free throw percentage that he held last year, which again, if that comes down a tiny bit, his points comes down a little bit as well. So I've got him regressing a tiny bit compared to last year's output, 
But again, still should be someone that you consider in the top half of fantasy drafts on a points league. Um, compared to an ESPN league, it, it's very similar in terms of his ranking. I think he, he should fit in this sort of 7-8 to eight zone here um, for most leagues. Next player here is LaMelo Ball. Again, LaMelo Ball, he is someone who I think projects quite well. And again, if you're in an ESPN league, I think that he probably and the next player we're going to talk about takes a jump up a little bit compared to his uh, production in a Yahoo Points League. They uh, value the assists a little bit more over there. Um, And I think that he is definitely someone who's going to go close to maybe averaging eight or nine assists per game. The rebounds for the guard position is going to be quite nice. I'm not worried about the ankle injuries that had him out for a lot of last season. He'd rolled his ankle once, and then he rolled again on a fan um, a few, a couple of weeks after he came back and then broke it. So it's all been the same ankle. I'm not worried about it. He's healthy now in training camp. He should be good to go. He's a young player, so I don't think it's going to be anything that's reoccurring. I'm not worried about the ball genes and the injury and knee over in uh, Lonzo Ball. I don't think that, that has any basis in logic or science at all that those uh, genes lead him to be injury prone. I, I think personally that's a bit of a ridiculous argument, but I think just being a young player on a team that I think is going to be better than people expect, maybe pushing for the playoff or play in tournament, which I think helps his games played numbers. I think that he is definitely someone that I would consider ahead of some of the older players. Um, and I think his fantasy points per game will, will pretty much match a lot of those guys. This next guy here, At number nine, this is the guy that I was talking about that in an ESPN league, I could actually argue that Tyrese Halliburton goes as high as, if I just flick over my projections here, I could argue that he goes as high as number four on an ESPN points league because of their scoring system. So again, behind those clear top three, in my opinion, in a Yahoo points league, his scoring isn't as uh, dominant as it is in a in an ESPN league. So in an ESPN league, I think you could take him. In fact, I probably would take him ahead of someone like a Giannis and an Anthony Davis because I feel like he's more reliable in terms of games played, more durable, and his assist numbers are going to dominate. I think he's going to lead the league in, in, in assists. I think his scoring takes a marginal step forward. Um, you get a little bit more reward of the three-point shooting in ESPN as well. His efficiency also helps in that scenario as well. Low turnovers. He's just he's just a better ESPN point scoring guard than he is on Yahoo. So on Yahoo, I take him on nine. On ESPN, there's a big difference. I think I take him as high as four as soon as um, Jokic, Luka, and Embiid are off the table. I think he's the next guy here. But I've got him. I'm favoring more towards Yahoo because more people play that. But uh, again, just a little caveat that I think he is number four on an ESPN scoring system, number nine in a Yahoo standard scoring system because, again, they don't factor in threes and efficiency um, like ESPN does. So, again, you could take him maybe ahead of LaMelo Ball if you wanted to, if you are worried about ankle injuries and things like that. I think they are going to be quite comparable in scoring points per game. So, that's, I guess, a bit of a preference thing. I think he... Um, Shay, Lamelo, Tyrese Halliburton, and even even Jason Tatum are all going to be very close when it comes to their fantasy points per game. I would think that Jason Tatum is the most reliable out of those players. Then probably a Shay because again I'd like to rely more on scoring than I do assists. 
Lamelo Ball and Tyrese Halliburton, I think they're a bit of a coin flip, to be honest, at eight and nine for a Yahoo. So if you have a strong preference, I think you can go either way there. So this brings me to the end of a tier um, because I think after this, there's a decent drop-off. So again, in a fantasy points league, if I have a choice... I'm wanting to draft inside the top nine. I really want one of those top three picks to get one of those big three guys in a uh, ESPN leagues. I'm really quite happy at number four. If I can't get one of those ones, if I'm inside the top nine on either format, I'm very, very happy because again, I think towards the back end of the draft, there is a decent drop off in at least uh, fantasy points per game. You've got to have a few questions about players who you take that are more injury prone. So that's where I think there is another tier drop off when it comes to points leagues. The next player here that I've got is at number 10. We have Trey Young. Now, Trey Young is a guy that I think is going to score a lot of points. He's going to get a lot of assists. Um, He isn't going to rebound or get many defensive stats, but I do believe that his role is secure. I do believe that he's someone that will, again, the offense flows through him. You could argue that it's a bit of a coin flip between he and the next player here. But again, I like to rely on players that score a lot in the points category to get my fantasy points because I think from game to game, that is the most consistent and most reliable thing that you can you can get. So in a Yahoo fantasy points and an ESPN fantasy point system, I think this player should be at number 10. I'm not worried about his durability. He seems like he plays a lot of games. So again, at number 10, I have Trey Young. Very, very close behind him, however. I also have another player who, in a category league, you're not drafting him this high, but in a points league, DeMontis Sabonis is at number 11. I have them projected in my projections to score the exact same amount of fancy points per game. I've moved Trey Young slightly ahead of um, Sabonis just because, like I said, I rely a bit more on players who score to get their fantasy points than someone like a Sabonis who does it in more in rebounds uh, versus the scoring in, um, in Trey Young. But... If you have a preference of your Kings fan or whatever, then go ahead. Take Sabonis ahead of him. I think they're very, very comparable. Um, he was very healthy last season. That's not to say that he's going to be healthy again this season. But again, the durability factor for him is quite good. Um, I have him just falling back a little bit in his assists per game. So if you believe that, um, and I was talking to Josh Lloyd again on his show the other day that his assists improved as the season goes on. If you think that's going to be the case, then you probably could make the argument that Sabonis could go ahead of a player like Trey if those assists stay up closer to 7.5 to 8 assists per game. I have them dipping just below 7 at 6.9 in my projections, but still basically leading the league in rebounding, um, I think is going to be what he does. Again, in ESPN format, it's very, very similar. I think that he is someone, again, probably in a similar spot for both of these players. So I think that he is the guy there at number 11. To round out the first round, we are going with the Ant-Man, Anthony Edwards. I think that he is a guy in category leagues, sometimes gets drafted too high, but in a points league, we don't care about percentages. I mean, you do a little bit in ESPN points league, but... In saying that, he's ready to make a big jump. He's going to be someone that scores a lot of points. He gets great, um, you know, decent assists, rebounds. The steals are quite high. He's just going to be an animal in terms of points per game. And it is clearly becoming Anthony Edwards' team over in Minnesota. 
So here's where I take the upside swing on a player like Anthony Edwards. He has a high or a wide range of outcomes. He could finish, um, you know, ninth or eighth in fantasy points per game. So you have a little bit of upside at this point. There is a little bit of downside, but if you're picking on the turn in the first round, you kind of need to take those swings um, a little bit at this stage because, again, when you're drafting against someone who's got Jokic in that first pick and he's just so clearly the dominant player there, you need to take some guys that maybe have a bit more risk, a bit more upside in them. So I think Anthony Edwards in a points format is someone that I'd be happy to do that because um, I've got him projected at 26.4 points per game. That could be that could be on the low side. He could be averaging 28, 29 points per game. He could really blow up this season. He's still so young. I'm very confident in his durability. So um, I do think that there is a little bit of upside still here for Anthony Edwards at this point. So he is the guy here that I would take if I'm drafting in the 12th spot, unless one of those other guys obviously fall to you. Um, But in the points league, I think he is the next guy I would be taking. Just to round out a couple of or a few honorable mentions that haven't appeared in this one here. Um, No particular order, but guys that you could consider, again, at that final end of the draft. Devin Booker, LeBron James, and Steph Curry. LeBron James actually projects to me to be the number 7th ranked player in fantasy points, number 8 over on ESPN points per game. But again, I've just dropped him down because he's bloody old as shit. Um, Turning 39 this season, his missed games are going to be an issue. But as soon as it hits the second round and you need a guy per game that can match it with some of the top six players in the league uh, for fantasy points, LeBron James is that guy. Devin Booker is on this list here. Durable. Um, The question here is, what does his assists do? I've got him averaging about seven assists per game, 27 points per game. Um, If there's ever situations where... Kevin Durant or Bradley Beal missed time. You could see him easily jump into the top 10 fantasy points per game. So you've got a little bit of upside there on a couple of players who are not the most durable, potentially missing time. And then Steph Curry here. Now, Steph Curry's a first-round pick in category leagues. In an ESPN points league, he definitely benefits a little bit more. So I could easily see the argument in an ESPN league that you're taking him in the first round top, maybe 10 or 11 at that point. But in a Yahoo points league, you're not getting the benefit of his threes. You're not getting the benefit of his efficiency. So he's definitely someone in a in a Yahoo points league that is clearly a second rounder, in my opinion. Again, he's 35 years old. So there's a little bit of extra risk there. But again, in an ESPN league, I could easily argue you'd take him ahead of someone like a Trey Young or someone like a Sabonis and an Anthony Edwards. I could definitely listen to that argument. In fact, I probably would do that in an ESPN league. But again, everyone's got different point scoring formats. So this is a bit of a general list. So hopefully that all makes sense, guys. Let me know down in the comments section below if you disagree with any of those picks there, guys. If you uh, leave in, in the comment section below what your top 12 are in your points scoring format. Again, I haven't done anything funky, no double-doubles scoring or anything like that included. So uh, your scoring format might be a little bit different, but this is just based on the Yahoo and ESPN default scoring system. So keep that in mind. Drop them down in the comments what you would do at your pick. Where are you picking? Do you have your fantasy draft order already set? Uh, Let me know what you're picking at and who you hope falls to you. Make sure you guys give this video a big thumbs up and subscribe for more fantasy content coming your way. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.